Let's get some insights on the news shaping the markets. And for that, we welcome in Ben Emmons, Managing Director, Global Macro Strategy, Medley Advisors. Thank you so much for being with us. So what did you think of the jobs report? Was it the Goldilocks report that the Fed wanted? And what does it mean to you? Hi, Nicole. Good morning. Um, it's definitely a Goldilocks report because it shows this deceleration of wages and the increase of the labor force participation. You could say, yes, that's what the Fed would want, uh, but it, it takes more of these types of reports to actually see a change in the Fed stance. So we're now a week later from the Powell speech, and you know we went through a pretty rough week here. So this bounce, I think, in equities is fairly moderate considering this Goldilocks report had we not had that speech from Powell, I think the bounce would be much more significant because this is actually a good report. It does say wages are not in a recession anytime soon. And most of all, we're, we're not seeing really major changes in the employment picture such that we're getting high, high unemployment soon. So I think overall a good report, but it keeps the Fed on course with its tightening path. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, the labor force participation rate did actually move higher to 62.4%. That is some good news. And wages at least a little bit tamer rather than being hot and on the rise. So those are, that's some good news for the inflation story. I mean, there's still a long way to go, right? You're thinking Fed 75 basis points in September? Now, this report is definitely not taking the 75 basis points away. Mm -hmm. You know, had we come out, let's say, really low or even negative print, then maybe that, that could have been the case. Um, so, yes, it's on course, and it actually, if you show the November meeting and December meeting, that still is also priced more or less where we were prior to the report, so another 50 in November and then 25 in December. So the market does think that the Fed will be able to slow down its tightening as the next payroll reports and CPI reports come in softer and softer. But this puts us on course for likely 75. Obviously, CPI on September 13 is key. Uh, I do think, though, that the energy price change that we've had may detract from CPI, but there's a lot of strength in the economy, which does indicate that the inflation story has far not cooled off in any way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Tell me about the market. I know you're watching. We, you know, we saw the 200-day moving average as the S&P touched that and then pulled back. Uh, your charts here have 50-day and 100-day. Tell me what you're watching for in the market and which way you think it may be headed. Yeah, I described the market as like a, a perfect technical bear market. It's really amazing how we sort of oscillated between the 200-day the, the moving averages and then whatever we hit on the downside and then back. So this 200-day moving average you know, really bounced off from that through those 100-day and 50-day moving averages. And now we're testing those 50-day 50, 50 and 100-day moving averages potentially as resistance. That's true. We're probably going to move a little further down first before we may see a next sort of bottom formation. So, which is really not out of the woods here from a technical standpoint. The only thing you can think about moving averages is a momentum of the of the of the market. Clearly, we're not in a major momentum here either. The the VIX is is falling a few points overnight, and <clears throat> you see some breath uh, uh, returning to the markets. But it's not like an accelerated down move or accelerated up move at this moment. So it kind of a muted response, Nicole, I think. And that's really to do with the Powell speech. Had that not happened, we would have had a very different day today. Right. And you talk about market breath. I mean, we've been going to the downside. And even yesterday when we came back, market breath was still weak. I mean, we did clock in gains for the S&P 500. 
But market breadth was weak. Um, it, it was, you know, hardly even even advancers to decliners. Decliners outpaced advancers. NASDAQ, first day today in six that we have an up arrow. So the market seems fragile. Um, what do you say to investors at this point, what they could be doing? Yeah, I think take stock of how the market had reacted to this report in particular. Now, if, if this indicates that there is some sort of a soft landing possible in the future, right, then you're seeing how the market reacts with a defense mode, right? Healthcare is up, energy is up, materials up, and, and then followed by financials, which we, we talked the last time when I was at the MIC, that that's, I think, one sector to me that stands out. It's, it's low valuation, it's interesting given the rising rate environment. But other than that, there's not much of a reason yet to fully engage back at the risk until that soft landing is becoming more and more confirmed. So I think take a defense position, stay you know, in the markets and don't get in cash. I think that's never a good idea. And then watch how the next reports start to come out. That's actually really what we need to do now, beta watching. So the CPI report is obviously the biggest, the next big risk event apart from what's happening in the geopolitical space, right? As you see the news out of Europe and the, the oil price cap for Russia, which could still bring more tensions back to the markets. Right, and I wanted to ask you about oil. You did mention it earlier today. Obviously, energy has been a great performer in 2022, though pulling back of late, but still many still think it will head back higher once again. Um, what are your thoughts here as we see oil at 88.28 the barrel? Yeah, at that oil price, if you then look at, say, the major oil companies and you look at their so-called free cash flow yield and the profitability these companies have, then it almost looks like as much as the multiples have risen for, for those stocks, they're actually on a free cash flow basis really cheap against where the oil price is now. So it, it does tell me that there's potentially another opportunity here to reset your positions in, in those types of stocks because the oil markets are in flux and there's a lot of dynamic on the demand side and not anticipation demand will weaken because of, of China lockdowns and disruptions from, from climate change. And on the other hand, there's a huge geopolitical risk here given the situation with Russia and the oil balances, as they say, the inventories and the production and the capacity remains at super tight levels. It's not really changed since the last time we spoke. And so I think it's it's really a, a, a situation where any real drawback in, in the oil price offers opportunity, I think, on the equity side. And I think that why you see energy continue to be re-engaged like today. Yeah, it's good to see you, Ben. Thank you very much, yeah. Ben Emmons, Managing Director, Global Macro Strategy Medley Global Advisors. Thanks, Ben.